Hello. Hello, Marlon. How are you doing today? I'm very well, Dan. Very good morning. Good morning to yeah. you, Char. I'm a pony. I'm a little horse. I don't know why. Tiny. The humanity maybe I yell horse. In, maybe I yell in my head. Yeah. You know, at the yeah. demon dogs and the, mm-hmm. the ghosts and the yeah. goblins. Yeah. Oh, Dan, I did it again. What happened? I way over prepped. I got way too much stuff for, for, for today's recording. We'll do a lightning round like you used to do. Oh, uh, is that what I used to do? Yeah. I should do that. Yeah. Um, well, um, we could, <laughs> we kind of did a pre-flight. I can tell you everything I've got and then you can choose. Okay. Yeah. I and like then that. you probably have things too, but you, you know, you're, you're a busy salary man right now. So <laughs> I will, that's why shoulders come in pairs. Did you know that? I did not. I did not know that. Um, a little bit of follow up on the um, new additions to Plex, and as of today, some things that were taken out of Plex. Oh no! Oh no! It's fine. It's. Pff, you it's, mean coitus? It's, uh, it can be a zesty affair. Um, <laughs> <laughs> oh boy! Uh, we could do more on calendars. I don't personally have much, but you might. Um, mm, no, I think we take a break this week because I'm uh, testing. I got stories. I got follow up on my updates to what I have been calling my computer setup, but I'm now realizing is an omnibus project about my whole working office situation that uh, is interesting to me. Mm-hmm. Um, I really like Google Hub. I have recommendations for media and stuff. But I guess the big stuff I've got is um, we could do Plex and we could do uh, my setup. Is that too boring? I mean, I like I like that kind of stuff. I feel yeah. I feel that it, people find talking it, about Markdown. We're going to talk about Markdown. Nah, I feel like yeah. it's valuable to talk about those things. Well, you know me, you know to a point, mm. and I, I I've always got like a component kind of kind of hiding in the wings. I find a way to philosophize even the most mundane things, and that is the gift of a liberal arts, liberal arts, a liberal arts education. Yes, I can make anything about Descartes. Um, <laughs> even the, obviously the stuff I don't particularly understand. Yeah, that's what Kierkegaard said. Mm-hmm. Um, Soren Kierkegaard. Uh, it'd be funny if they changed the ride at Disney to Soren. And it was a, a 3D immersive experience where you become a Danish philosopher. Oh. Okay. Um, hey, how's it going? I mean, it's going. You must be losing your mind. A little. A little day by yeah. day. I mean, aren't we all? Oh, yeah. We all go a little crazy. Hey, how far are you on Severance? Finished it. I mean, we could talk Christmas. about that just the entire... That, I know. We, yeah. I know. I, well, so I, I just... So one of this, my, my primary <laughs> slack, I finally just didn't demand but suggested a <clears throat> spoiler abundant channel just because it's so worth not being spoiled on it um i'll just say this because everybody's talking about severance and certainly if you're like me you get tired of people telling you but it's worth it mm. and it's um it's special and it's strange and it feels like tripping mm. and so here's what happened i had watched i loved the first episode mm-hmm. Love the second episode. And then, you know, this is on my list of things that need a name. And then I just, you know, I, I just didn't come back to it. It's one of those shows where, like, I, I really felt like one of those shows where I had to be in the right mood for it. 
Then I saw this toot from Kamal, Kamal Nanjiani saying that it's one of the best episodes of TV he's ever seen, the mm. finale. Yeah. Dan, Saturday mm. evening after my terrible family went to bed, I watched television until 4 a.m. I watched seven episodes of Severance in a row. Remember how I said I was going to go go slow? Remember that? Uh, Remember I would when say I said that? seven episodes is not slow. It's the opposite of slow. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and you did that. And a little bit, yeah, I did that. And then a little bit for, for you know, wow. What, 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 do you have a spoiler-free uh, thought to share? Yeah, I mean, right? I want a waffle party, that's for sure. I want a, I want an office dance experience. God, that everybody in that show. See, I was saying this also about the dropout with Amanda Seyfried, where like, oh, I'm I'm not all the way done with that or caught up to that one yet. That's I just think too. she's, I just think she does such a good job. Hulu though, Hulu's off the hook, Merlin. I mean, they're that. What they do? And what they, they do? What they do? They've got the the dropout. They've got the um, yeah. the Pamela Lee. Oh yeah, Tommy, Pam and Tommy, Tommy which gets one. sadder and sadder every episode. They've, I'm watching now the girl from Plainville, which is the one. Oh, do you recommend it? I I think it's interesting. Good so far. So it's I got mean, that yeah. model lady in it, right? It's got the uh, Fanning. It's her last name. I forget. Oh, which, it's a Fanning. Yeah, okay. I which of the two sisters she is? I can't but, tell them apart. But you know, they're they're both in Totoro. Did you know that? They're that's Sotsky probably and true. Yeah, no, it's it's Dakota and the other one. The other one Dakota. is the one that's in in this one. I th- I, what was her name? Like Lewis or Fondant? Why, Something I with an E. L. L. Okay. L. Okay. I do not approve of given names that are a diminutive. I don't approve of that. Okay. That's just my personal ethos. Say what you will. But like in your case, like I, I like calling you Dan because it's short and biblical, you know? Yeah. Okay. Like Joshua or, you know, Jason. Mm-hmm. Um, but, um, um, Okay, I will check that out. Yeah, they're both in, uh, what a stupid bucket. Yeah, Syracuse, I know that's not the actual line in Japanese. Um, I just like saying, what a stupid bucket. Um, Okay, Um, Severance is really good, and Mm -hmm. y'all should watch it. And uh, maybe you should watch it slower than I do. Mm -hmm. But And then when you're done, I just said this on the Slack. This is spoiler-free, but I'll just mention it. Um, Like so many shows, my God, like all of my favorite classic shows you gain so much by going back and starting over <laughs> watching the first episode again there's at least two references i caught in the first episode to stuff that happens in the last episode oh yeah and it's god it's so rewarding oh so what i was going to say about amanda seyfried who who does this thing where she always doesn't amanda seyfried I, I, you know my wife had braces at one point and i said doesn't she always look like she's got braces like the way that she talks and the way that she moves her mouth. Yeah, Amanda I, I go along with that, sure. It's a tremendous role, simulating braces. Yeah. Um, but Severance is good and you should watch it. And I'm sorry to be part of the din of dinglings with time on their hands who are demanding you do homework, but uh, I think it's real good. Um, yeah, Adam Scott. Well, you know, the thing with Helly that's so crazy is like, She's so pretty. I'm so like attracted to her. Mm-hmm. Like she's physically very attractive to me, but she's also very like she just has this. I don't know. You could tell she's trouble, and um, <laughs> you know that's apparent pretty early on. Yeah. 
But um, it's so interesting to me that, again, by the time you get into the show, there's a lot of walking down the hall stuff where, like, it's three, well, two schlubby guys, one pretty put-together guy, and Helly looking like mm. she's, like, on a runway. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's so funny. Adam Scott is so, like, he's so, like, needy and sad mm-hmm. title. <laughs> hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Did you ever watch Party Down? No. There's a show, uh, are you aware of Party Down? No. Oh, dude. Okay, so I don't, I'm not trying to get, I'm really trying to stop giving people TV homework. At this point, I have given Alex so much TV homework that there's no way they will ever see the light of day again. But, um, so there was a show by the guy who did Veronica Mars, and it features some people from Veronica Mars. Okay. Veronica Mars, by the way, really worth a rewatch. It, it's really difficult to tell what decade that show was made in. It's so weird looking. But, um, okay, so the guy, I forget his name, uh, Rob Thomas? Or is that, is that the guy from that band with the Frosted Tips? I think his name's Rob Thomas. He did a show called Party Down, and it's a show about, it's a show on Stars with the Z, but it's also available other places. Mm-hmm. And it's about a company that comes out and does catering for your party. Okay. Seems... And, Straightforward. It, but like the cast is dynamite and it's it's just so freaking funny. So the premise of the show basically is each each episode of the show is named after the party that they're doing. Okay. Like in the very first one, Veronica Mars's dad is the is the host of this party. And um and so the the head of this catering team is the the wonderful Ken Marino. In such a great Ken Marino role. Um, another one, uh, somebody who used to be a caterer, had some work in TV and then came back to work there, is Adam Scott. Like pre-Parks and Rec, Adam Scott. Um, the, the cute girl is Lizzie Kaplan, mm-hmm. who rules. Lizzie Kaplan from Mean Girls and all those things. One of my, one of my large-eyed brunette ladies. Um, and then, okay, and then the guy, the guy who's like the blonde douchebag from Veronica Mars, I forget the actor's name, but that guy's on there. Martin Starr is on there. He's terrific. Jane Lynch is one of the caterers. And, uh, and if you, if you're looking for a a really good, fun comedy that can stand up to many, many repeat watches. Oh, and then later, later when Jane Lynch leaves the show, she's replaced by Megan Mullally of all things, who's amazing also. I mean, but um, check out Party Down. It's real good. Um, uh, buh. I don't know if I'm going to make it today, Dan. You're okay? I mean, what's happening? Here? No, I might need to lie down. I got a lot of balls in the air. Um, but digga, 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 those are things. Also, what are the other things? Oh, Slow Horses is really good. I'm watching that. And uh, a movie that's a little bit hard to find, but I highly recommend called Who Killed the KLF hmm. about the band, the KLF. I had no idea about the history of this band. And it's w- one of the best music documentaries I've seen in a while. Really? Yeah, I, I, I only know the there. one song, the Eternal thing. I don't know the other, any of the other, like ones. Eternal, Ancient and Eternal, or something. Yeah, they had a band called Ancient and Eternal Knights of Moo Moo or something. They right. were also the Time Lords, Doctor Who. They did that. That was them also. No kidding. And they burned and they burned a million pounds in money. And they did a record with Tammy Wynette and like they had so much money and they were so weird. And I don't know if this is the right term for it, but like, you know, there's a term we, we first started hearing a lot in the nineties, culture jamming, 
or like, you know, kind of a branch of situationism. Mm -hmm. They're very like, they're very pranky, the prankies. But uh, uh, anyway, if you can find it, I found it somewhere. I forget where. Might have been YouTube, but who killed the KLF? But you know, enough of this wallowing in, in hypocrisy. We have two topics this week. I've decided. You just said there are two. There are two. There's always two. It's like uh, what were the Siths? Siths. Yeah. One in, one out. It's like my friend John in shoes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so I want to talk a little bit, just really, we can do this fairly quickly, talk about some Plex changes. Okay. And, uh, and I can mention a little bit about my new setup that has a philosophical component. Does that, does that work for you? Yeah, I, I'm down with that. I think that's fine. Okay. Now, I see, I don't have my usual clock, so I got to look. How are we doing on time? Oh, does this have a clock? Does it tell you how long you've been recording? Yeah, yeah, it does. Um, oh, boy. It does. All right. You know, I'm not going to worry about it. You'll tell me. It's for, right under where it says B2W. It says 1432, 33, 34. So See, I don't get that. Minutes. You don't, I don't have get that. that. We are almost that. 15 minutes in. Dan has me using this cockamamie system. Um, okay. So, um, Plex changes. So, what we talked about last week is uh, like just really practically moments before beginning our recording last week, last Tuesday, if memory serves. Um, Plex announced some really cool new stuff. Of course, not everybody likes it because <laughs> that's the sound of every comment section. No, I hear, yes. That's, that actually is the sound of the comment section today on, on one of the Mac Shovel blogs. Mm. Um, mm. Um, and we talked about this. I'm going to mention this again because it's worth mentioning. If you have Plex, if you use Plex, if Plex is a way that you manage your libraries of uh, digital video, uh, there were some really nice additions last week that I am finding in use to be incredibly helpful. What are the big marquee features? A new search functionality that searches not only yours and others' libraries, but searches just the corpus of available I mean, really, probably the same kind of stuff is where they get their metadata. It's like if, if it's a movie or if it's a TV show, it'll find it for you. Mm. Will it then download it and torrent it for you? Well, first of all, stop using torrents. You're an adult. People use but, torrents. Uh, but, oh God. Torrents, California, Jack Torrance? <laughs> it's a contract. Uh, you want mm. to do it? Wendy. Um, you want to do it? <laughs> you know what? It's Have been you a ever while. Had a single. Yeah, no, no, Moments really, really. thought about my responsibilities. Oh, God, here it comes. Have you ever thought for a single solitary moment about my responsibilities to my employers? Has it ever occurred to you that I have agreed to look after the Overlook Hotel until May the 1st? Mm -hmm. Does it matter to you at all? Oh, my God. That the owners have placed their complete confidence and trust in me and that I have signed a letter of agreement, a contract, in uh. which I have accepted that responsibility? Do you have the slightest idea what a moral and ethical principle is? Could, Do you? Chill. I've got chills right Has now. Has it ever occurred to you oh what God, would happen yes. to my future if I were to fail to live up to my responsibilities? Has it ever occurred I to just, you? I Has it? I just finished. Dan, you should get into acting just so I can know <laughs> that from time you. to time you show up at, let's say, like a junior high mm -hmm. gymnasium to try out for, let's say, maybe <laughs> it's death of a salesman. Sure. Maybe, oh, you know what? Let's keep, let's make it fun. Maybe you're trying out for carousel or company and you get up there and they say, well, you want to sing the, 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 the Bobby song? Like, no, no, no. I'm just going to do a, a, a little monologue uh -huh. to get into character. I would just love to know you're out there doing that. I'm out there. You know, just yeah. taking her easy, you know? Um, <laughs> so the, yeah. and these, these all kind of work together in Plex, but it's, it's really neat. So ordinarily in the past, when you did a search on Plex, mm -hmm. it would helpfully say, okay, you have in, in your library, in my case on this Synology, that 
TV show exists or that movie exists or mm. on, you know, my friend's Plex that exists. And that's all still there and still really cool. Right. But one bit of this search is like, I, okay, for example, I just did a search last week for a movie that just came out whose name I'm going to space on, but it's the, um, the what's her name movie, everything all at once. Everything is a remix, that one? Everything is a remix. It's What's the guy's name? Kirby Puckett? Yeah. Union Gap? No, what's yeah. his name? Kirby. Jack Kirby. That's his name, right? Jack what's Kirby. his name? Kirby. Kirby. Uh, yeah, I, I bought that. I bought the Conspiracy Theory and the remix. Brian Michael Bendis. Brian Michael Bendis. BMB. Everything. Everywhere. All at once. I did a search <clears throat> on a movie that was released last week called Everything, Everywhere, All at Once. And guess what? It showed right up. And uh, it said, you know, uh, well, I didn't even, it doesn't say that it's in theaters. I guess that would be a continued benefit of something like Just Watch is it lets you know, like, what the state of it is. But, mm -hmm. but, part two, big watch list. I click a button. It adds it to my watch list, which is a, a notional shelf that lives at the top level under home. And your watch list, anything you've added to watch list. Now, let's, let's just be clear here. I'm going to give it to you in Pigs and Bunnies. This could be stuff on your buddy's Plex. This could be stuff on your Plex. Mm -hmm. This could be any of the stuff. Just the watch list in general is something I've been begging for. Uh, to repeat myself again, the way I describe this on Rectifs is like I really want a, a shelf to put stuff. I want an area that's my own special area that lives outside of everything else. And it's kind of like trying to clean the house of a hoarder. Like you really want to have one little bastic where you put your stuff so it doesn't get lost in the hoard, right? Yeah. I don't want the stuff. I, the idea of a watch list is so powerful to me. And in a second, I'll talk about some ways you can, you might choose to use watch list. Okay. Now, can I watch that now? No, I cannot because it's not available anywhere yet. But when it is available, in my watch, when, when, well, like, when it's available anywhere, mm. a la Just Watch, mm -hmm. which we mentioned last week, yes. it will say you can watch that here, you can buy that here, you can stream it there on any service. Because it's, I don't know how it's doing this. It's some kind of API magic that it pulls all of this down. Now let's look at a different one. A different one would be, I finally went ahead and just bought this, uh, Counterpart. Okay, the, the wonderful uh, J.K. Simmons show, which I finally bought both seasons of. Um, in my case, I had a few random episodes of that in a library, but then I bit the bullet last night and just bought the whole thing on Apple TV. Well, Counterpart, 2017 TV show, real good, is now in my watch list, and I see it has a section called Watch from These Locations. Mm. And it's sorted, as far as I can tell, those are sorted by, is it in an extant library? on yours or somebody else's Plex. Second, is it available on the streaming service? There's a ton of streaming services. Uh, again, like Just Watch. You can go in and say, like, oh, Prime Video. I hate that service, but I've got Prime Video. I've got this. I've got that. So first, is it in a, is it in a library on Plex, somebody's Plex somewhere? Second, is it available in any of your favorites? And third, is it available somewhere on the long tail where you could go and get it? Which, again, very good to know because there's some stuff you can only find, for example, on uh, Hoopla or Canopy, you know, the library-ish services for streaming movies. But anyway, that's a really, that is a very powerful idea. Um, Darkman, uh, which was covered, which I'd never seen. Darkman. Co 
yeah, covered recently on Blank Check. I started watching it. It's real good. Um, so, and then what was the third part? The, the Discover uh, tab, which is way better than I expected. So this is a new section in your left rail. So, you know, you pin your favorite sources, your favorite libraries, mm. and then a new one there. Um, and I think you can remove it if you choose to is discover. Some people bitch about it. I think it's amazing. What is it show? What is it going to show you the discover one? Good I question. Go on there. What well, is like, what am I previously, see? so you've used Plex before and you, you, if you get it, you get enough stuff on, on your, in your Plex library, mm-hmm. It'll do a neat thing, which is like, okay, here's the cast of this. Click on Ken Watanabe's face, and it will show you anything else in your library that Ken Watanabe is in. That's cool. It'll also say, oh, you know, you've got, um, I don't know, the an RKO serial of Batman from 1940. Like, oh, here's other Batman things or similar things we think you'd like in your library or other people's libraries. That's been pretty cool. That's not what I historically used Plex for, but I always thought that was kind of neat that they leveraged that. Now, when I go to Discover, top area, this is just, again, just for me, top area, trending trailers. So these are trailers for things that have recently released or will be released, that it thinks I'd be interested in. Okay. So even though I'm absolutely not interested in Morbius, it totally makes sense that that trailer is up there. Um, Next section, available from your watch list. Okay, now this is neat. And, you know, this is this is similar in some ways to anywhere else in Plex where it'll say, like, okay, holiday favorites or blah, 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 blah. It'll, like, pull together these collections based on stuff in your library, which I think is really neat. Now, the neat part here about available from your watch list, Severance, Abbott Elementary, Mr. Mayor, Counterpart, Dark Man. What's not in there? Well, that movie that's not out yet or not available yet right. about uh, everything all at once. So there's that. And then you can scroll down a little more. You get trending on your services. Severance again appears there. Death on the Nile, Better Call Saul, Moon Knight, etc. So, and what's what, what? Well, who would ever want that? Well, there's a lot of places that try to do this for you, but you're when they'd say to you, outside of perhaps Apple TV, anywhere else you see, here's other stuff you might like. If I see that on Hulu, Dimes to Donuts, that's only going to be Hulu stuff. They're saying, hey. You know, you watched uh, Pam and Tommy. Check this out, right? Right. This is for all of your services, of which I have identified many. So you can guess all the usual suspects, as they say. Netflix, HBO Max, Prime Video, Apple TV+, Criterion, etc. And so amongst all of those services, this claims to be stuff that's trending on there. So that's kind of cool. Top titles on other services, coming soon, new trailers, new on your services. This is, I mean, like, if you're just doing that thing where, like, you're like my goddamn child who just sits there scrolling through Netflix and HBO Max no, in I a very... Like in- scrolling. Well, you know, here's the thing. The I like doing that. That's no. the whole reason I pay for Criterion. The whole reason I pay for Criterion is I, I really just, I love the app. I love the service. Yes, of course, I love the movies. The, the jitter in the logo for Janice Films still gives me morning wood. Like, it just makes me happy. Janice Films, like, that, that's such a, you know, which was, you know, um, acquired by Criterion later. But, all, you know, all those classic, like, Seventh Seal, Kurosawa, all those old movies. Yeah. I just like watching trailers and features on Criterion. Anyway, that's all good. So what are the three big parts? Search functionality, watch list, and discover. All great. Uh, just really quickly in passing, 
Um, no tears shed by me, but Plex announced, I believe today, <laughs> it's going to break your heart. They've removed web series and podcasts from their baked in functionality, right. which is certainly going to have an impact on, on some, some users. I personally kind of can't imagine using personally just, and again, I'm just speaking for myself. Plex is not what I would use to listen to podcasts. I mean, I, you, but it seems weird. Like, a well, weird there's, but there's the thing that kind of does suck is they used to have a, a fully ish, mature ish way to deal with plugins. Mm. And it was always a little bit of a pain in the ass, but you could do stuff, as I think I've mentioned, you could do stuff like say, like, I've got a ton of um, anime in here, and that's going to be some of that's fairly obscure stuff. That will only show up on vertical, like you know, sure. anime sites. So there were plugins for your agents um, that would let you like look stuff up. There were whole like kind of like platforms that run on top of or alongside Plex, so you could get stats on Plex and you know what people were watching, etc. And I think that is officially sunsetted. What is neat is like if you and, and I'm gonna wrap back around to this in a sec. Okay, well let me just say this. Okay, so sorry, sorry, those are gone. Bummer. Um, but you can also do, like, there's stuff for audiobooks. Mm-hmm. Like, you can do, obviously, music still, all mm-hmm. of that, if that's how you choose to do it. For me, Plex, just for me personally, Plex is a machine for watching movies and TV, and to some extent, watching, like, home movies and stuff like that. There's yeah. ways to, you know, wrangle all of that, which I think is part of what makes it so great. But um, sure. um in terms of the, of the TV part, like, I mean... So how, how you choose to use this is kind of up to you. What, what, just to, to the folks who ask or the people who are bitching, I do want to address, this does not replace something like TV time or tracked if it's important to you to track your progress on episodes of TV that you're watching. So like the most manual way to do that would probably be a piece of paper. Maybe the second most manual way would be what I do with notes but if you use something like TV Time, and again, TV Time is an app where you identify shows that you watch, you track your progress on them. I See, Syracuse gets a lot of benefit from this. I, I don't. But, but that is, TV Time is the closest we have in a sort of agnostic technology and platform agnostic way, brand agnostic way, of like, okay, I know I'm on whatever, season three, episode two of Curb Your Enthusiasm. Yeah, yeah that's getting tracked in HBO Max if everything works right, but there's not a place outside of all those services that makes that easy. Now, if you are using Plex almost exclusively for what you do, there is a really cool solution, uh, which is something called Tracked. And I think of Tracked as being a little bit like, forgive me if this is very confusing, Tracked is at the heart of it an API. It's also a website. But it reminds me a little bit of Remember the Milk back in the day, which a lot of people use Remember the Milk as their task manager website. But what may not have been apparent is that under the hood is the Remember the Milk API that you could use to build whatever you wanted, right? So the whole point of Remember the Milk ultimately was, yeah, it's a website, but what was really cool was the API that lets you do what you want. That's how I think of Tracked. What does Tracked do? Tracked is a way of doing all kinds of stuff that involves, you know, the movies and TV shows that you like or that you have watched. And it does a lot of the stuff the other services do. It's marquee feature, though, is, is 
what the name sort of implies, which is tracking. Now, what's neat is if you get, like I have you pop for the premium tracked account, you get your own special URL that utilizes the API. And all you have to do is from the tracked website, again, you do have to pay for this, but you know, it's really cheap. And it's a good service. They're worth the dough. Then you go and it gives you this URL. And when you click it, you make sure you're logged into Plex. And guess what? From then on, Track is keeping track of whatever you're watching in Plex. And in my case, I have it set to private because that's how I roll. But it'll say like, hey, you're on episode five of Super Pumped, the, the, the terrible Uber show, right? If you use, like, use it a lot, Tracked is really handy. And now it's, I think, arguably maybe more useful than ever as you may find yourself using Plex as a place to start in a way that Apple TV wants to be the app that you uh, open to yes, start. Yes. That and that's kind of what I thought was the big push when with this latest update from them. I really did I think, think so too. That that, yeah. that they're kind of trying to pick up again. And I, I don't want to harp legit, on Merlin, I don't want to harp on this. Don't harp on it, Dan. But Apple has missed so many opportunities. They missed the opportunity to really lead in the podcast space. They've missed the opportunity to really be a successful media hub with Apple TV's kind of pathetic attempt to like we'll Apple make TV, a TV hardware. That, Apple TV hardware being costly and kind of languishing. Yeah, and also yeah. the fact that they're they've tried to do ex what Plex has successfully executed on, which is this is going to be a hub. We're going to know about all your other services. We're going to show you the stuff that you want, and then you go in there, you pick it, and we'll just send you on your way. Yes, and maybe we have exactly the content. Right. Maybe it's yes. over on Netflix. Maybe it's on Hulu. But I think they're we don't winning care. This. They're winning we don't this. care. This is not about getting you to download torrent movies and right. put them on Plex. Right. It's about doing now now and and what's neat about that for now, I'm certainly not the only person in the world hoping this doesn't somehow end up what makes this effective is that if there is a way of linking to a TV show on a streaming service, Plex will handle it. Mm -hmm. I right? That's it. That's it. Yes. You, can, you know what? We should give them that. We should let them just have that. I don't remember what I said, but feel free to give it to they them. They can have that. If I don't remember it, I can't claim it. <clears throat> um, but, like, for example, it's so frustrating that Netflix is not part of the Siri soup. Like, if you say, um, like, what's an example? Oh, like, um, let's say, oh, yeah, um, you say, hey, dingus. And of course, because it's a TV show, you have to do the incantation. Let's say you know enough to know to say, you don't remember where something is, which happens to us all the time. Partly because there are there are things that are only available in one place. You're only really going to find Righteous Gemstones on HBO Max. You're only really going to find Wild Wild Country on Netflix. You're only going to really find The Dropout on Hulu. And fortunately, most of those companies have chosen to participate in what I'm very stupidly calling the series soup. Which means when you talk to your Hey Dingus on the TV, it'll find it for you. Unless you're Netflix and I guess a few others. Netflix, I believe it's not Apple. I think it is. I'm not sure. You know what? I'm not sure. Not For whatever sure. reason, some business logic reason, Netflix, even though Netflix, you know, could probably appear on a used condom at this point. Like it, it Netflix, you can watch everywhere, but you can't find things. So if you say, hey, dingus, find the TV show Tiger King, mm. it'll find, probably find Joe and Carol on Peacock. It'll find, you know, various kind of knockoff things, but it can't get into Hulu. Plex doesn't care. Plex gobbles down all that metadata the same way it always has. And by having an affordance to take you deep into the series detail page, 
now you can jump right to your Tiger King series mm-hmm. from Plex. Mm-hmm. And I really hope that doesn't get messed up. Now, here's the thing I, I did want to mention, just to be very clear about this. This is not, at this point, not if you're using streaming services that are not Plex to watch these things, Plex has no sense of like what episode you're on. So you're still going to, if you, if you're the sort of person that likes to track that yeah. and you don't remember, like I, I would, I have no problem remembering Righteous Gemstones is on HBO Max. That's where all the Danny McBride gold lives or, but you know, or like, for example, that very funny guy who hosted SNL last week, who just has a, has a new up special out. Um, like you can get to that from Plex, but it's not going to remember like your progress and so forth. I just yeah. want to mention that in passing. Yeah. But I, I, I think, um, I think that, okay. And then, so one last thing about this, and then I want, if, if you allow it, I'd like to hear about something you like. Mm. I, I, I've come up with, th- you can use watch. I know. So, okay. Sorry. But pop the stack. The most useful part of this comes down to watch list to me, watch list and that ability to keep track of stuff that lives here or somewhere else is incredibly powerful. And at the risk of saying something that's blindingly obvious, mm. I mean, step zero, you could use watch list for anything that you want. That's the point. I'm going to suggest there's three very useful ways that you could use watch list. And once you've played with it for a while in the fullness of time, and in advance of any future developments for multiple watch lists, which of course I would love, I think there's three general uses for watch lists that I will share with you now. Um, like the most obvious thing, and this was my original request for a shelf. Sometimes my family just really wants to watch Parks and Rec, or you know any of the NBC comedies, like Thirty Rock, um, all the comfort viewing, and I don't like having to go somewhere and do a search. I mean, is it, you can do a search with Siri, and if everything works fine and it's not on Netflix, it'll find Parks and Rec for you. But where where is Parks and Rec? Like, where does it live? What service? I don't care. Like, there are some things that are on virtually everything. You know, obviously there are some kinds of, like, I guess, movies or some TV shows. But the, the point is, I just have always wanted a shelf for my favorite stuff. Like you'd have like a favorite book or your favorite CDs would be in your car or cassettes, right? Like I just wanted a shelf for favorites. So I don't think this is the most powerful way, but one way that it would be great for, say, a family, right? If you're a family and you've got a little kid where they want to watch Frozen every day, guess what? Now you have a shelf. You have a watch list that you use for favorites, so things I never want to have to search for, you're now really a couple clips clicks away, like from the home screen. You go into Plex, you hit watch list, Bob's your uncle, right? So mm-hmm. favorite shows and movies, like you could put The Big Lebowski there, you could put The Aviator there, you could put Glenn Gary, Glenn Ross, in all the great films, mm-hmm. and I think that's really handy. And of course, obviously, you can blend any of these that suit you. That's number one. That's probably the least powerful, but still like incredibly useful way. Now that I'm actually using it, the second way, stuff you're actively watching right now. So let's say you're in like a, like a normal young couple and you have TV time together and you've done the pledge that you're only going to watch these shows together. Um, any of the stuff, a handful of shows that you're currently watching together, great place for that to live. 
especially if it's on your Plex, because, you know, obviously now you can just jump straight into whatever episode you were on. But I think that's handy. I think one way I'm going to find myself, it'll be some combination of these things, but I eventually cleaned out almost everything in there and sort of started over because I'd just been monkeying around adding stuff and doing my usually terrible demos for my family. I think that arguably one of the most powerful ways to use watch lists is for stuff that's not out yet. The way that you would do it, for example, on Just Watch or any other lists where you create what we just, well, it's the, the term in the industry is watch list. You may not know this, but there are, A, there are watch lists on so many different services. If you have an account at IMDb, you'll notice this funny little, like a little chevron with like, I think, a plus on it. If you're on a detail page for a movie or TV show on IMDb, you can click and you're logged in. You can click that and it'll, it'll add that to your watch list. These are things I want to watch, right? Letterboxd has watch lists. You can have several different kinds of watch lists. All very, very handy. So I go to Letterboxd a couple times a week just to see what, you know, David Sims was watching or Dan McCoy was watching. And I will sometimes add that to my watch list on Letterboxd. That's all very cool. Now, if means did exist in the universe for obtaining open source media, some of those services also have APIs that enable you to pull down those lists and automatically add them to a notional downloading pile. I wouldn't know about that. But I do think this is a great solution for, in this case, this, this, this film with, um, so Maggie Chung, what's the, what's the, who's the woman? She's a, it's the, it's the Crouching Tiger woman. Oh, um, everywhere, uh, Michelle everything, Yeo? everywhere, all at once, Michelle Yeoh. Yeah. Yeah. And you know who's in it? Of course, James Hong. What else has he been in? You're, you're messing with me. No, I don't um, go do an IMDb search. Let's do this together and then we'll talk about James something. IMDb. Uh, I'm gonna give you a hint. You ready? Five, ten minutes. Oh, <laughs> <He's>, <laughs> you might know him best as the guy in the Chinese restaurant. Yeah, the guy who runs the Chinese restaurant in Seinfeld. Go look at James Hong's. He's in Big oh, Trouble he was in Big China. Trouble in Little China. Big role. Go look at his, his page and go to movie He's or so TV. He's so good. He's so good. I didn't know he was still acting. That's great. Yes. Acting. He has... Acting! Acting. TV, 277 credits. Holy Moses. Actor. He was on MASH. Actor. He's like Key Luke. Like The guy's in everything. Um, Actor in a movie, 129 credits, 22 video games. Dang. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 450 credits as an actor on this thing. Teenage is in Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles TV show. Teenage Mutant. Um, and so you could use that forever you want, or you could mix it up. I mean, obviously, you could do what I did for the last week, which is you just keep adding a bunch of stuff there. Um, you know me. Same way I always advise people try to write an email where there's visible white space the second you open it. I, for the, something like a watch list, I do want to keep it a little bit special. It's going to be kind of like the parlor where only the Pope and John Kennedy get to ever sit. Um, I'm, I'm going to try and keep it kind of lean. But I, yeah, I just want to say once again, kudos to Plex. Great work, team. I'm really glad they're still keeping at it. Sorry y'all lost your podcasts on Plex. I think you can still play video games. I wonder how long that'll last. Um, MAME emulator. But yeah, Plex, love it. Um, it's the best. Dan, if you would, please, I believe we have a, uh, a beloved sponsor this week. Would you tell me about something you like? Yes. I can't hold Merlin as yes. it comes down to the wire here. Yeah. Oh, it's the wire. Yeah. Uh, I want to talk about Squarespace. I'm going to just first, I would like it with your permission. I, would like I was to on, I was on Squarespace like. literally one half hour ago. No kidding. Posted the new episode of Roderick on the line. Okay. 
it's not Squarespace's fault. It's a little bit late. Just sometimes you have to do work for your work. And, uh, and, and so that I was on Squarespace. I uploaded images. I uploaded audio. I uploaded show notes. I could do it. I could have it in Markdown or HTML, all of those things. I got tags. I'm doing all of that stuff. I'm shucking and jiving. Mm-hmm. I get in. I get out. It's Squarespace. Squarespace is always there even when I'm not logged in. Did you know that? It is always there. It's doing the heavy lifting. Oh, I also updated my, my poorly updated homepage. Finally. You did? Yeah, for the first time in like 10 years. Yeah, just very lightly. But uh, MerlinMan.com, it's a Squarespace site. Hold on, it's, I'm going to go see what you did. Well, I wish you wouldn't, but it's too late. I really, really would prefer not to be seen, but you know, people People also ask. search for Dan Benjamin, Adam Lissagor. Oh. Did you see the Inbox Zero desk? Merlin Man is an independent. Yeah, look at this. No, oh. I bet if I hit escape, <laughs> oh, you'll hit escape. You'll I, get did it. It. It did it. I did I've it. I did it. I did it. I did it. Yeah, I'll put the inbox zero desk in notes. Um, Dan, what is? The, why are there people that still don't have Squarespace? What's happening? Why are they still buying ads? Well, I think they don't know what I it don't is. Understand I think it. people don't know what Squarespace is. So let me just tell the people: okay. Squarespace right. is an all-in-one platform. No, hang on, hang on, hang on. Wait a second. It's not an all-in-one platform. Oh. It's the all-in-one platform. The devil, you say. For building your brand and growing your business online, it helps you stand out with a beautiful website. You can engage with your audience. You can sell anything, your products, content you create. Merlin, you can even sell your time. What about the colors and the settings? Can you change that? Yes. Okay. You want to talk about, what do you want? I'll tell you. I'm going to let you choose. Do you want to talk about appointment scheduling, e-commerce, or custom templates? This is your choice. Oh, right, 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 right. Okay, okay, wait, sorry. Give it to me again, because I know which one I like. Appointment scheduling, e-commerce, or custom templates. These are your choices for today. You know, I got to say, just because it's still a new idea to me, could you talk about appointment scheduling? I don't even understand, understand how that would work. I would love to tell you about it. So, for example, maybe you're like starting a business that's by appointment or you're selling your services in some way and you're going to, I don't know, maybe you're a personal trainer. Maybe you're consulting services. Maybe you're a general trainer. contractor. You're going to go start doing estimates. I don't know what. I don't know your life. There's no way to know. So guess what? Yeah. You can now also add online booking and scheduling to your Squarespace site. So clients can come in, they can see your availability. They can even reschedule if they have to do that. Hmm. This is stuff like we've all like had if, to Let's say you do fancy tools. nails. You do fancy nails. You do, you do acrylics. Yes. Maybe uh, that CrossFit that you enjoy. You sure. could teach people how to swing the ropes on their rowing machine. Something like that. But like you say, I, I there are times that are available and then you come in and, and they, they come in, they sign on the line that is dotted, they give you money. And you're saying Squarespace is handling some of the scheduling for that. Is that accurate? They're going to handle all the scheduling for that. Jeez Louise. They manage everything. And, you know, maybe you aren't even the business owner. You just know someone who needs it. Just point it out. It's like, you can, you know, you could, there's a better way. You're going in there. You're like, I had to schedule my haircut with you because I had to make a phone call and I yeah. had to text you to get Squarespace. Get a horse. Squarespace. Squarespace. It's so good. It's so good. It does everything. And, you know, like I always tell people, because I'm a, I'm a kind of per- Oh, someone uh, emailed me and offered me $800 for HiveLogic.com for the domain. Oh no, kidding! Eight hundred bucks. I said no. Huh? I got I got some email, but apparently my real email slipped out in the system, oh, and I got oh. I got a request for a couple people who'd be good guests for this program. Oh no! Yeah. However, it happened. It happened. It's well, in the wild. what I would like people to do is go to visit yes. squarespace.com/slash it's your show. It's You'll your get show. A free mm-hmm. trial, and then when you're ready to launch, you're going to use the offer code it's your show. You will save ten percent off your first purchase of a website or a domain. And Squarespace has been probably one of our longest sponsors. Oh, they're, they're a great service. We pound love them. for pound, Dan. Is there anybody bigger? 
anybody to go bigger, there. anybody broader, anybody with with greater spheres oh, of influence. No way. <laughs> this is great. Inbox zero desk. Okay, we'll talk about this we'll after. Circle the, back the to spot. this. We'll circle back. They've been to so they've this. been so good to us. And no, not just because they give us money from New York City, but because they give us websites or they sell us websites. Here's the thing, and this is this is real ironical. So so put on your your ironic glasses mm-hmm. if you have them. Mm-hmm. Smoke them if you got them. Because here's the thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Huh, huh. Sites on Squarespace, but it's your, it's your damn site. It, it doesn't belong to uh, Silicon Valley, uh, Palo Alto. Not at all. It doesn't b- belong. Like, you don't have to do a whole bunch of nonsense. You can make just a real nice website, and it's easy. And here's the thing. I'm going to say this. I'm so angry right now, Dan. There's somebody out there who needs this. There you may is. not need this. Maybe you're John Syracuse, and you, uh, you build your own pearl from source. Oh, start with a grain of sand, you know, right, before right. you can bake a cake, you have to invent the universe. Yes. And in this instance, the universe has already been invented and you go to, you say, it's your show. You go in, you make one of these, but like you can set your, I've done this with so many people. It's like, yeah, I'll help you set up a website, but whoopsie doopsie, I'm not going to be the webmaster. Mm-hmm. I'm going to be the setter upper. Mm-hmm which is definitely a job. Mm-hmm. And then you're going to go and you're going to, you're going to be the one who gets like all the biographies in Microsoft word and strips out all the dingbats. Right. Hmm. That's an HR issue. But yeah. anyway, yeah, exactly. Wipe, wipe hard. Um, it's like a marker back there. But the point is you do that. Not me. No, I, I just, you know what it is. It's like, it's like, you know, the Buddha says, you know, if I'm pointing to the stars, don't look at my hand. Don't look at my That's hand. Right. Yes. Mm-hmm. And if you want to get nice nails like the Buddha, they can help you set up an appointment. Sit under the Bodhisattva tree. Is that Steely Dan? What am I thinking of? It's a great service, Dan. It's, it's your show. Well, say, 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 so say the fully qualified URI one more time. Squarespace.com slash it's your show. You go there, just go in there. It supports the work that we're it doing does. here, the important work. And then when you're ready to save some money, 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain, that's what they <laughs> offer. Use the promo code it's your show and save yourself some money. Mm-hmm. And then they track that back. Track that back to us. Yeah, they know that we're behind that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I thanks to Squarespace for supporting Five by Five and Back to Work. There you go. And all the great shows. Yep. I don't want to spend a lot of time on this. This was sent to me by a listener, and I, I eventually did click on it. And it just is kind of funny. You know, Wayfair they got just what you need. Is Wayfair the one with Kelly Clarkson? I feel like it might be. I don't is know. It, is this the one that was selling children in cabinets, trapped in cabinets, capped in cabinets? Can they get out? Will they get out? Wasn't that Wayfair that was selling children in cabinets? Was it? I mean, that was the rumor in the basement at uh, Ping Pong Pizza. But oh, um, I that, have to assume yeah. that I am about to be incredibly wealthy. Deplatformed. I might be deplatformed. Uh, anyway, Wayfair is selling something, a series, a series. It looks like mainly for a home office. It looks like they're really wheezing juice from Ikea a little bit here. And if, if I'm being honest, they're wheezing some juice from Daddy. Oh, yeah. Because they have Inbox Zero desks. They call their desks Inbox Zero. So you can sit there till you know, 2 a.m. on Friday night doing your email. I Inbox Zero don't is a myth. Well, Inbox why... Zero can't be a myth if it's a desk. Why are they doing this? This seems uh, they just want they want to get on to that sweet sweet two thousand six buzz, man. Uh, I don't. Okay, all right. Well, whatever. The shirt that I wore to do that talk at Google, yeah. the most famous thing I've yeah, ever done or talk. ever well or ever will do in, until like I don't know. I have some kind of dog day afternoon situation. Oh no no no! We don't talk about 
We don't talk about that. Mm-mm. Mm. I don't know. Ah! Oh! Okay, Google, stop. What just happened to me? I don't know. It's... Did I just do drugs? Yeah, you just did drugs. Uh, that's a good movie. That's a really good movie. You know who's in that is um, is uh, Hiding Under the Desk. Uh, Carol Kane is in that. Michael Kane. Mike. <laughs> You're supposed to blow the bloody doors off. <laughs> She was she just was, 16 years oh, old. 16 years old. Um, 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 that's a good movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. My, my kid did not realize that Al Pacino was a real person. I can never what, tell. What do, you, what do you mean? I don't know, but this is the kind of thing a 14-year-old says. I think one thing that was very confusing um, is that in the greatest movie of all time, Tropic Thunder, um, oh there is, is a character. Dutch. <laughs> what? It is not the greatest movie of all time. When's the last time you watched it? Uh, I mean, a while ago, but I I know that it wasn't. Uh, Go back. Trust me. There's layers and there's levels. And all of you people who think you have uh, uh, an apprehension uh, about the problematic nature of Tropic Thunder need to go back and watch it again and watch Robert Downey Jr. peel the paint off that thing. But there's a character in that. Remember the guy, the rapper, his name's Alpa Chino? Okay, yeah, of course. And he has the energy drink that he's yeah. trying to promote. Remember Jack Black, he's addicted to heroin? It's such a good movie. You know who's in it is Danny McBride. Danny McBride. You've also got Nick Nolte is in it. Of course, Steve Coogan is in it. No spoilers, somewhat briefly. Go watch Tropic Thunder, and I won't hear another word about it. You can, you can even watch it at your Inbox Zero desk while you're working on your email on Friday. Inbox Zero Gallons Height Adjustable Standing Desk by Inbox Zero. Okay, that's sort of a recommended. I want to find the most costly one. What's the most costly one? That is... Oh, my goodness! This one's going in notes. Inbox Zero... I mean, literally all of my genitals, like as an ongoing concern, have just sucked up into my body cavity. (laughs) <laughs> now, I, wow. I, now, you might get a little bit of sticker shock from this, but I let you, need to let you know this does include free shipping. What I'm looking at here is the Inbox Zero Ash Free, A-S-H-F-R-I, mm-hmm. Inbox Zero Ash Free Height Adjustable Standing Desk by Inbox Zero. And that's only going to run you at $2,569 American. Free shipping. Oh, it's got light cherry. Huh. Tell her I said hi. I'm going to add that to notes... Dan, where are people find show notes uh, for episode 573 of your uh, Back to Work program? 573, they're going to go to backtowork.limo slash 573. Mm-hmm. That is the place to go. Every, I mean, each week the number increases. It increments by a single So it increments. Is it set off by one error they're always talking about? Mm-hmm. And naming. That's the three problems, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. I'm exhausted. Um, okay, are you going to... No, I might know. need to lay down. Is it, is it too boring to talk about myself? Because there is kind of a, a philosophical component. I just I, I told myself that I talk about it here because I think I think there's something to this. If there's something else you'd rather talk about, we could talk about this. I want to talk to you about the value of pulling out the dandelions by the roots. Unless you really like dandelions, in mm-hmm. which case, get all the dandelions that you want. But I wanted to talk about the value of periodically, maybe not starting over rethinking from something close to scratch because I know this is a problem for me and I see it as a difficulty with my kids Mm. 
not my kid, you know, but my, but you know, Merlin's kids, you know, is the, that, Mer- is Merlin's that we achievers here, the, the little, yeah. And probably are of all of them here. Here's, here's the thing about that. Though. <laughs> so that that's when Mrs. Reagan was first lady of the United States. Um, not of, not of California. Racially. Pretty cool. Racially. <laughs> um, boy, that's a good movie. So um, good. what's a good example of this? Okay. Something straight out of the wisdom document and my dome. Um, I mean, this is, this is arguably, I think one of the load bearing principles in a life well led. Uh, how can I put this? Never organize anything you should discard. It's one way to think about it. Okay. And I, I have at various times had many, many very colorful Southern Ohio ways of talking about this, including, you know, uh, organizing your email is like alphabetizing your recycling. Like, why is that funny to me? Well, it's funny to me because the recycling needs to leave your house. It doesn't need to be organized. It needs to be gotten rid of. You've, and like, well, well shouldn't you donate it? <laughs> no, don't donate your recycling unless you're donating it to the, to the lady who goes through your cans like we do. But but why is that such a big deal? Because, like, let's say you decided to get you some toilet paper this month, and you got you some toilet paper, mm-hmm. and you used it for the handful of reasons a lot of people use toilet paper. Maybe you cut yourself shaving. Um, you know, maybe you wanted to wipe some water off the sink. Or, or maybe you wanted to get some of those, uh, you know, you know, the dingleberries and whatnot, right? Yeah, sure, sure. After you've enjoyed, well, used the toilet paper. Well, does one use toilet paper? One collaborates with toilet paper. You're going to be left with this little cardboard thing with a little bit hanging off it. Yeah, what do you so, do? You donate that. How much do you donate that to a school or a mm-hmm. charity or mm-hmm. pink breast cancer yogurt? Right. Somewhere, because they really need it. It's a really worthy cause. Ah, this is the whole thing in the document. I've talked about this. Quit giving your crap. You're broken S-H-I-T to mm. charities, including Goodwill. They don't need it. You know what you're doing? I'm going to tell you what you're doing, and I want you to hear this. When you go Marie Kondo all your crap to a Goodwill, do you know what you're really doing? When you give them socks, used socks, mm. number one thing needed in homeless shelters, socks. You know how you can get socks? Money. Give the homeless shelter money so they can buy socks. Don't give them your old socks. You know what you're doing? And here's the part. I'm going to be really candid, Dan. Mm-hmm. When people donate SHIT, to, whether it's Goodwill or other charitable causes, a sure. school, yeah. your, your malware-infested PC with a Pentium chip, like you're trying to assuage your own guilt about being a consumer, and that's not the way to do it. The way, I mean, like when you, you do not want to turn a school or a goodwill into a guilt-free DMZ for your poor decision-making. That's a crappy thing to do. Only donate things that can be useful. Oh, you got to donate it. Don't throw it away. Well, great. So now, I mean, to, to paraphrase some TV show from probably 10 years ago, like when somebody from like Greenpeace hands you a brochure, it's like basically like, oh, great. Now I got to throw this away. Mm-hmm. Like all you're doing is changing, you're, you're shifting the responsibility for your own poor decision making to somebody else. And now they got to get rid of it. Um, that's all I wanted to say about that. Boy, I get real hot about that. Why? Because garbage is garbage. Like, yes, if you want to change your life and get less junk in your life, hakuna matata, I say go nuts. 
but that does not absolve you of the need to get rid of the useless things in your life and have them go somewhere. I'm just problematizing this by saying there's so much so much nonsense that people say with a good heart that then transmogrifies into this terrible like white guilt thing of like trying to make people feel bad because they get rid of stuff. Well, you know what? Every, and again, this is very wisdom project, but like do better tomorrow, but you can't get better until you stop getting worse. Mm -hmm. One way to stop getting worse is to see with very clear eyes how the objects in your life support who you want to be. And there's a lot of ways to think about that. That could be that I would like to eat healthier, that I like to exercise more, that I'd like to be an adult and buy decent toilet paper, like whatever it is. Right. Did, are you with me so far? I am here. And and this is admittedly tangential to that Marie Kondo nonsense. Um, but, you know, it's, and this is, again, this is a real big point in Peter Walsh's book, It's All Too Much. The stuff that you have in your life should you should, and I'm, I'm paraphrasing because a lot of these are my own words. The stuff in your life, it should be a collaborator. It should maybe even be closer to a servant. It shouldn't be your boss. Mm -hmm. The stuff that you keep because somebody might want it. The Arby's glasses that you're saving because you think they're going to be your retirement <laughs> via eBay. You know? Yeah. Oh, look, it's that one with Fozzie Bear. Cool. Um, all of those excuses that we have for all of that are ways to ultimately to excuse our unwholesome relationship, emotional relationship with objects in our life. Mm -hmm. And again, so like, if you want to do better at that, do better. But to live with the secret shame of, for example, having an exercise bike and a Stairmaster and a, a, a bull worker and a thigh master and all like those, those Michael Scott type things that collect in your garage, who are you helping by holding on to that stuff? Well, you never know. I might pull out the thigh master and really want to work on uh, what is that? What's, what's that? What's that difficult machine? The adductor? What's the one where it really hurts your roller skating muscles? Title? You know, the one where you gotta like you get on the you get on that little swingy thing and then you gotta pull in. You know what I mean? The Nautilus machine that that hurts the crap out of your roller skating muscles. Like, okay, great. You know, maybe this weekend that'll be your big thigh master weekend where you finally pull it all together. Hey, while you're at it, why don't you also pull out your fondue pot and your macrame set? Oh wow. I don't mean I don't mean to sound unkind about this. I think we on the one hand, we coddle each other too much about the excuses for why we keep Kipple. And I think there's not enough of a of an idiot like me standing up to say, hey look. Don't let social media shame you because you decided to call a truck to pick up your junk. If that gets you closer to where you'd like to be, like I say, do better tomorrow. Maybe get less junk. Oh my God, Dan, the, the box that my studio display monitor came in is nicer than any house I have ever lived in and almost as heavy. To, it took me 20 minutes to disassemble that box. Really? It's, it's an amazing act of engineering that's got like cardboard inside of cardboard. It's like a, if, a, if a Scotty vest were a box. There's all these like secret chambers in it, and it's just like the nuttiest box I've, I've ever had. It's a nice box. Yeah, I keep some nice boxes, but I can't keep all the nice boxes. What do you, who do you want to be, man? Like, 
what is the life you would like to have? And that's why Peter Walsh says, instead of, and again, paraphrasing here, instead of buying a bunch of plastic boxes at, you know, at a container store, why don't you get rid of some of that stuff? If all you do is shuffle crap into nicer boxes, you're mm-hmm. not actually getting organized. No. You're just warehousing differently. Mm-hmm. And that's no way to live. And you may ask yourself, what does it have to do with your computer setup? Well, it, it takes a similar amount of popping up a couple levels to go, what is it I'm trying to do here? Like, what is, you know, in order to, to do my job and to do my life, and it is happily sometimes difficult to know the difference, but, you know, I, I need to have a setup that works a certain way. Apropos of the getting rid of junk in your house, a thing I said to a friend of the show, Mark Arment, who got the gospel about, uh, he, and, he and his lady friend got the gospel about uh, it's all too much in the last couple months and bought it, not bought, but rented a dumpster and it changed their life. Like, and I said, I said to Mark, oh, I'm repeating myself here, but this is important to hear. If you go down, if you go up to your attic, you go down to your garage, you go to almost any closet in your house. Get ready. This is going to be the single most difficult part of getting rid of the stuff that represents a life in the past or a life you don't actually want. And that's this, being able to actually see what is junk and what is not. Because if you're like me, we talked about this here, plenty of times have I just moved stuff to a nicer box. I got organized. Mm. And... Like, think about this. Think about your, almost every house has a junk drawer or something that functions as a junk drawer. And what goes in the junk drawer? Well, some very evolved people use a junk drawer for useful things and they organize it. And it's all the little odds and sods that would fit in the palm of your hand that don't go someplace else. You know, if you're keeping screws of the same size in a box there, I don't know, you could probably find a better place, but that's not unsensible. But do you know what's in your junk drawer? Do you know what's my bedside stand by my bed is like the ultimate garbage pit, the Aww. stuff that's in there. Well, some of it's great. Some of it is like when my kid and I were so excited to watch um, one of the Spider-Man movies. And when, she, when my kid was little, we made tickets for it. And like we mm. made a program and all that kind of stuff. That's, that's in cute. there. But alongside that is ticket stubs from 1982. A lot of receipts for speed from, from the doctor. And a lot of just a lot of junk. Well, that's an unknown quantity. Now back to another Merlinism. You know, it's like putting compost in the crisper. Mm. If you are storing junk somewhere where there might still be something very useful, you're living a lie. Just getting more drawers to move your junk around in, getting more and fancier, like water-resistant plastic boxes to store your junk in. My junk is so much better organized now. Oh, and I was able to winnow down these 45 boxes into these 11 boxes. And it's like 11 boxes of what? If it's not the life that you want to have, why is it there? And that's why I say, whether it's a closet, whether it's a junk drawer, in our case, the garage is a big one. Can you even see what is junk? Because if you're like me, and I really hope you're not, if you're like me, it's going to be difficult. It's going to take you a beat to really see what is there. Because there's some junk in our life that is essentially like load-bearing junk. It's junk that you have had for so long that you've stopped seeing it. Why did you stop seeing it? Well, that amount of time you've had it is certainly one, but it didn't start as junk. 
in your dumb brain. In your brain, in your dumb brain, that started as, hey, that lawnmower is only 40 years old. I should be able to fix that up. I can do that. That'd be a good project for me. Mm. And then maybe pretty soon you have five lawnmowers or whatever. Or maybe it's a bike you never ride and the tire's been flat for years. What are you going to do about it? Well, I don't know, man. I'd really like to ride that bike again. Well, yeah, I'd like to be tall. But like, what's your plan for that? Because that's probably junk. It could be junk today or it could be junk tomorrow. Mm -hmm. But I can almost promise you that it has been junk for years. How does this relate to my desk and my setup? I use this as an opportunity to do so much legitimate, legitimately bronchial organizing, (laughs) tearing out every single cable and power brick, making sure those were all useful things. If there are cables that are down there, can I bundle them up in a way that's useful? If, there, if there's anything here, it needs to serve what it is that I'm trying to do rather than cleaving me to something that doesn't exist or no longer exists or never existed or where just my, my dumb Westworld vision tells me it doesn't look like anything to me. Doesn't look like anything to me. Well, how many nice boxes do I need to save? Yeah, yeah, I've saved some nice boxes. <laughs> I can throw out almost all the nice boxes. I have enough nice boxes. I don't need boxes for my nice boxes. Every time I've ever bought, bought like a HomePod or a, a phone or an yeah. iPad, yeah. it's a nice box. But I only really nice need box. so many of those. What does that serve? And I'll get into this more if it interests you in the future, but like something I learned about from my friend Alex are these Aiken Mills bins. Oh, oh, okay. So, for example, in the dropout, is it is it in Normandy? But do you remember, like, when? Um, how far in are you? Pretty far in. Um, Have you met Erica, Erica, and Tyler yet? Yes. Okay. So, like, there's that one where Erica's getting really suspicious about what's going on, mm-hmm. and you see that person with uh, I don't know if it's a pipette or a hypodermic needle or whatever, and there's that little plastic bin that they're putting stuff in. Yeah. That's an Aiken Mills bin. It's an industry standard for bins that can be stacked or hung, and they have this entire system. I'm going somewhere with this. Uh, I'd like to talk about this more in the future, but I've converted to this, instead of having a bunch of big boxes I put on shelves, I have a bunch of uh, little bins that I store either stacked or on some some stands that are made for a common. So I've got, like your, like, like your metallurgist grandpa's workshop, I've got a big rack that I can hang different size racks of, or different size bins off of. This one's all utility knives. Um, this one is all my lock picking stuff. This one, it could be for whatever you want it to be, but it's so much more lively. I have a new system where, like during the day, you know, you got craft that accumulates. Maybe there's a firewire cable that probably needs, or like, sorry, a Thunderbolt cable that needs to be put away. You've got some old pens and pencils, like that kind of stuff. Those kind of sit in a bin throughout the day, and then before I go home, it all gets returned to where it belongs. Apropos of pens and pencils, here's the example you needed to hear. Go through your junk drawer. Are there any pens and pencils in your junk drawer? Are there 60 pens, pencils, markers? Remember when your kid was really into markers and paper, paper craft? I do. <laughs> you still got the drawer. Still got the drawer. You still got all this stuff. So what do you do? Well, I got all these markers and pens and pencils, Heaven forfend, I just grab them in three handfuls and throw them away. I got to get organized. So I'll get a pen organizer, a pen caddy, a pen daddy. Ooh. Hmm. Ooh. No, no. You, I, like, I like the tool, like ballpoint pens. I use those. I use identipens and Sharpies for markers. 
stuff like that. Like, I don't need every stub of pencil that's ever existed in my life. Those need to go away. Should I feel bad about that? Maybe. Do I? Nope. Because if I'm planning for the junk dudes to come, I am thinking in shovels, not teaspoons. It's all about raw tonnage of stuff to utilize the usurious rate that I'm paying for these these mooks to come take my stuff away. I really want to make it worth my while. Um, and that's what I've been doing, but I've been doing it with stuff like, like cables with like rethinking like, okay, this new monitor is coming in. What will this new monitor foretell that's going to be different about how I work? Here's one from last week. Remember last week, the plan as of last week was whenever Apple deigns to send me my new monitor, I plan to, uh, mount the LG Ultrafine on a VESA. That's been my plan for like over a month since before. Yeah, the idea was I'll have this computer in display here. I'll have that computer in display there. You know what? It took me less than half a day Mm. of that setup to go, this is insane. I do not need a 27-inch monitor and another 27-inch monitor. It's just too much damn space. Well, okay, but do you still want to use the Mac Mini? I do. But part of the problem, I love universal control, but here's a wrinkle. It's kind of a pain. Um, you know, it's, it's understandable, but like, okay, so I've got my main Mac here. I got another Mac. I can see right here. I can almost touch it. The other second Mac. Well, if I go home for the night and I come in the next day, I flip on the primary Mac and display and it says, Hey, I'm unlocking with Apple watch or I'm unlocking with touch ID. Right. What about the other computer? Mm -hmm. The other computer, I got to log in. So... How do I log in to that other computer? Well, universal control? Nope. I can't universal control in yet because it's locked. In my case, because I have, you know, wireless everything, I ended, and this is probably an easier way, but I ended up like plugging my keyboard and touchpad into the CalDigit that's associated with that second computer. And I pretty immediately went, two strikes. Like, first of all, I don't need a monitor this big. Second strike, I don't want to have to keep logging into that. Does that mean get rid of the computer? No. What is it I want to do with this computer? I want it to be nearby, but I don't want to have to treat it like it's got its own everything. So guess what? Screens. Set up with screens. Gave all the different, you know, machines different ports for VNC so they don't get confused on the same network. And now I have a way to get on that computer from three feet away with screens or from the other side of the world with screens. It required abandoning my clever idea for a VESA mounted big monitor Mm -hmm. because it wasn't serving the life I want to have. I want it. I want fewer rather than more things in this area. You've got to buy or keep stuff that, that builds the life that you want dress for the job you want. That's right. And this is, this is the part I've said this before repeatedly, but David Allen for example, gets pretty frustrated, understandably, when people like don't get how important the weekly review is. And they think it's just this, you know, in his words, runway level tactical system for today's to-do list. Well, no, no, your whole life is important. Like that, why don't, why don't you treat it like it's all important? Mm. Well, that means you need to do the weekly review if you're doing getting things done. Right. Peter Walsh, like his tips, that, that one chapter of It's All Too Much where you learn about all your emotional hangups uh-huh. is one of the greatest things I've ever read. But 
is that the end of the no that's like in the third chapter probably yeah what's really important is a plan that he's you don't have to do this but it might be really enlightening for every room in your house you're going to come up peter walsh says come up with a plan for what that area what you'd like that area to be for vis-a-vis if you were going to start moving closer to the life you'd like to have, how would you use your main bedroom? Hmm. If you're moving closer to the life you'd like to have, hmm. how would you use these different areas of your garage? And I'll tell you, man, it's really, again, back to GTD, in the same way that uh, doing a uh, mental sweep can really help you realize how much stuff you didn't know you're not doing to and will never do. In the case of Peter Walsh, having to sit down and like fill out, print out and fill out this little table, you're going to look at the delta between the playroom and an unsorted laundry of your main bedroom now versus it'd be nice if we had a little area where we could like have a fire or maybe we'd like to watch more TV in there together, even whatever it is. But again, like I say, before you get better, you got to stop getting worse. You've got to step away from this idea that none of this can change. You need to start noticing. Dan, this is sad, but no, actually, like, you know, lacrimose sad. is like our cat died, and I'm still finding stuff around the house that we don't need anymore. Really? And it's difficult because, like Peter Walsh says in It's All Too Much, Mm. one reason we get this dumb relationship to crap is we feel like we're being disloyal to a loved one. If we get rid of something, if I throw out, you know, this rat infested wedding veil, I'm being disloyal to my grandmother. And it's like, well, believe me, it's no bargain right now. You think that veil's going to get nicer in the next 10 years? Well, I'm saving it because my daughter might want it. Let me just, let me just go ahead and save you an awkward conversation. Your daughter does not want grandma's veil with rat on it. And yet we continue to do that because it's difficult. It's difficult to let go of the things that represent what we have, more honestly, what we used to have, or super honestly, what we'd like to think we used to have. I've kept pairs of pants that fit me for a month because, oh, I've gained weight, but like, oh, oh eventually, like, I'll be a 32, 34 again. Not bloody likely. And that's the difficult part. So anyway, um, I, I'm not talking too much about the computer stuff here, but now I also redid my entire multi-mount system with the Elgatos. So now I've got an iPad hanging here like I used to, but now I've tightened everything up. I've made it nice. I've gathered the cables and it feels like a place that I want to walk into and explore the future rather than being a place that I used to tolerate because it gave me consolation about the past. Wow, that's heavy. Inbox zero. Inbox zero. Get a desk. Desk for inbox zero. Is that good enough? I think, I think we've given them more than they paid for. Hope to shout. Okay, let's button this up. All right. Okay, I love you. Love you too, Merlin man.